The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Mike Gazzola. He is the founder of Real Estate Investing That Works. He helps people with a whole uh, process of investing and profiting from real estate. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Mike. Yeah, thank you for having me. So let's just start a little bit with your background and uh, how you kind of got to the point where you're teaching other people about investing. But tell, tell me first about how you got there yourself. Well, about 13 years ago, uh, you know, I had a desire to invest in real estate, but I didn't really have a path and I didn't really know how to get started. And I was working a full-time job. So I kind of just stumbled into it. Uh, I was about 24 years old and I was doing a quick internet search uh, looking actually for uh, New York Giants memorabilia online. And I stumbled across a property on eBay of all places. And I was, uh, I was a little surprised at the price. It was only 25000 and it was in upstate New York. And, you know, I was thinking 25000 I was living in the Bay Area of California, and to buy anything for $25,000, uh, it just wasn't possible. So I took that first leap of faith, and I invested in that property. And what I did is I just brought it right back to San Jose, California, uh, meaning I just uh, advertised it. And uh, in the Bay Area, in a local newspaper, and I sold it within a week for forty-five thousand. So that kind of opened my eyes to the possibilities that you know the old way of doing things, having to invest in your own backyard, and you know having to be able to to physically do it, and meaning physically drive there and have a realtor show you around. I've kind of found a shortcut that enabled me to buy my first property, flip it right away. And a couple hundred properties later, uh, I'm, I'm now in a position where I still am a full-time in-the-trenches real estate investor. But while I'm doing it, I thought, you know, why not start sharing some of this information with people? Because when I was getting started, I really didn't have anybody to show me how to do it. I really didn't know how to get started, how to do it remotely, you know, how to do it just for a couple thousand dollars. And, you know, I realized about two years into my investing career that, you know, paying that 25000 I actually overpaid. And I learned a, a couple vital techniques that allowed me to start finding deals for under $10,000 and uh, paying cash and making a, a small profit in the beginning and just keep them moving, you know, buy them, sell them. And at this point now, I still like to buy properties between 2000 and 100000 And the students that I've taught all over the world, they've been implementing my process with tremendous success. What does an investor need to be able to get into this game? Uh, how much money do they need? How much time? How much expertise do they need to be successful at this? Well, you know, the, the students that I've had that are most successful are students that 
really don't even understand the process or how to find them. So when I say no experience is needed, it's only because I've laid out a blueprint how to get started and how to do this systematically and how to make your money on the buy rather than making your money by gambling, meaning purchasing a property, hoping it goes up in value, and then selling it for a profit. So I've had tremendous success just by following that simple rule of purchasing way under market value. But uh, the the folks that are listening right now, uh, there's a lot of deals out there. And and you'll hear otherwise that the deals are dried up and there's just – it's so hard to invest right now. But what I teach you to do really works regardless of the economy or regardless of the real estate market. And you really don't need any experience to get started. And in addition to that, you really don't need a lot of money. You know, there's properties all over the country that you can get that are $2,000, $1,500. And when I say that, I'm more referring to land. You know, a lot of people, when they're first getting started in real estate, a great way to get started is by investing in land because a lot of these lots, you know, I'll take, I'll use South Florida as a great example. During the boom, a lot of these lots were fifty, sixty thousand dollars, and right now, by using the real estate auctions, it's all online. All the research, what they're worth, it's you know, I show you a very clear path forward. But those properties that were fifty, sixty thousand dollars, those pieces of land, you can now buy for under two thousand dollars. So we're in that sweet spot right now where. You know, if you buy it for $1,500, $1,800, $2,000, you might only sell it for five, dollars $6,000, but for a lot of people, that's their start. You do that over and over again, and then you start to move on to the bigger, more expensive deals. If you have a small nest egg, I'll show you exactly what to do with that and how to do it where you minimize your risk and maximize your profit. Your website is teachmemike.com. What do people find at that website and what kind of offerings do you have to teach people this whole process? Well, you know, first thing that I want to clarify is that over 90% of my income is generated from actually being an in-the-trenches real estate investor. But if you go to teachmemike.com, I have a number one best-selling book that all of your listeners can get for free. If you checked out Amazon, you would see that it sells on Amazon and it's a number one bestseller for $99.00. But for your listeners, if they just go to teachmemike.com, they would only have to enter their first name and their email address. And not only would they get my number one best-selling book delivered to their inbox, but they would also get my free video training series where I show you how these online auctions work, how to do it from the comfort of your home, how to, how to actually locate the very best deals that are out there, the very best areas to invest Real estate's a moving target. So at all times, there's better areas than others. There's more profitable areas than others. And it just takes a desire and a willingness to learn a process that really isn't publicized too often. But, you know, without any credit card or any uh, payment of any kind required, you can check out the free video training series just by going to teachmemike.com. And what is the title of your book? The title of my book is Real Estate Investing That Works. And it's titled Real Estate Investing That Works because this is not that same old no money down, other people's credit, owner financing, hard money loans. It's just a way that anybody can invest regardless of how much they're working with as long as they're willing to take action. So what you're saying is 
that when you buy something in the first place, you already know how you're going to sell it before you buy it. Is that correct? That's right. You know, a lot of people, they get hung up on, you know, how am I going to sell this property? You know, what am I going to do? Do I have to hire a realtor? You know, that's certainly an option. But also with the power of the internet and, you know, with the, uh, the currency fluctuations that are going on right now around the world, a lot of people feel really safe. And it really is a conservative investment for folks internationally to invest in the U.S., so I teach you step-by-step step how to reach those buyers and have the buyers coming to you rather than just – now, hiring a realtor, I, I do that maybe on about 15% of my deals, and sometimes it makes sense. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but you, know, you don't have to be hung up on the fact of how do I sell it because the money is made when you buy. If you buy it way under market value, your options are literally unlimited. So let's talk about the buying process here. So you go to auctions. Are these tax lien auctions or what kind of auctions are they? And you don't have to be there in person. You're saying you can bid online. Describe a little bit about that whole process of buying at auction. So when you purchase at auction, there's really just two ways that they do it. And most people have heard about going to the courthouse steps and showing up and bidding against you know people there that – uh, you know, they kind of edge out a lot of the newer investors. It could be quite intimidating when you show up at a live auction and, and you really are not a seasoned veteran. But what's happened now is a lot of these counties and a lot of different areas, and this is really the wave of the future, they're starting to do their auctions online. So regardless of your experience or regardless of your connections, let's say, you're just a bidder number. So you're bidding just like everybody else. But the great thing is you're able to do this from the comfort of your own home. So it's a matter of you set up your bidder account, which I show you how to do this step by step. There's different areas that do it slightly different. And, you know, once you learn the basic process, you're able to do this anywhere. You could take these techniques and do it anywhere in the country. Right now, I just happen to like South Florida. South Florida, Florida was still the number one foreclosure state last year. It'll certainly be the number one foreclosure state this year. And there's just so much opportunity there. And because you don't have to be there live in person, many people, most people don't know about this process. So you're able to compete on a more of a level playing field with a lot less competition. So when you do it online, you're just doing it from a computer anywhere in the world. And you're able to, to place your bids, do your research, understand what's the property worth. And uh, to answer your question, is it tax liens? Is it bank foreclosures? It's a combination of both. You know, I, I do like tax sales, but I only like the tax sales where you're actually bidding on free and clear ownership of the property. I don't like to bid on tax liens because then you're, you're only getting a rate of return rather than acquiring a piece of property and then reselling that property and getting a much higher rate of return than the 5, 7, 9, 10% that you often get with tax liens. So you know, explain that to me a little bit further. So, so, so say you go to a, an auction. Uh, the first thing a municipality is going to do if somebody's behind their taxes is put a tax lien on it and sell that at the auction. But you're saying you're buying the property after – the tax lien that's expired, in effect, and they're actually selling the property itself. So that does that mean the town has foreclosed on the property and is selling the property itself? Well, let's use one area in particular as an example. So in Lee County, Florida, I mean, there's 
over 3,000 counties in the country, but uh, let me just give you a, a basic overview of how that works. So in Lee County, Florida, what happens is if you don't pay your property tax, what the, what the county does is the county will sell that tax bill, meaning so if, if your tax bill on a particular property was $2,000, what they'll do if you don't pay that property tax, then what they do is they'll put that up for bidding, meaning it's, it's a reverse auction. So let me clarify that. So if you owe $2,000 on your property and you did not pay your property taxes, what would happen is they would open to the highest bidder. So they may start at 15%. I come in, I say, well, I'll pay that property tax bill at 14%. Another bid the, guy bid, the, bid the interest rate down is in fact what happens, right? That's right. You're bidding yep. the interest rate down. Now, now you're going to get that set rate of return, but what happens after approximately three years, what will happen is if you haven't paid off that tax lien, so initially they're just going after the tax lien, meaning you could still, uh, you as the homeowner of that property in this example, you could pay off the person that paid your taxes at that bid down rate of return. Now, if you don't get paid off, and what will happen is now the county will actually sell that tax lien, meaning now the buyer who comes in and bids at a, a regular auction. So if you owe $2,000, after three years, your a, a accrued interest, your accumulated amount due might be $2,400. So if, if, if now if you don't pay off that $2,400, now your property will ultimately be resold at public auction. And okay. that's where I come into play. Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Mike Gazzola. He's the founder of Real Estate Investing That Works. His website, you can find out more about him, is teachmemike.com. We'll be back after this. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more, not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, 
Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Mike Gazzola. He's the founder of Real Estate Investing That Works. You can find out more about him and his work at teachmemike.com. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Thank you. So we explained it. So you're basically buying properties after they've gone through the tax lien cycle and the property taxes have not been paid. So uh, the county is then putting up the actual property for sale, not a tax lien. Is that correct? That is correct. And, and so that's, that's one method is doing it through the tax lien process. Now, the secondary method that we kind of touched on earlier was now through the same exact process – the bank foreclosures actually auction the properties the same exact way, right online. And, you know, I'll give you a real quick example. There was a property, it was a piece of land, a really nice commercial lot. Uh, it was about an acre and a half. And the, they were trying to sell it through a realtor. They, they owed about $260,000 on the property. So that was the amount of the mortgage. And what happened was they could not sell the property. So the the listing with the realtor was for $420,000. So and and they they worked it down and they they kept they were chasing the market down. What happened was now the bank, they have this lien of over $260,000. So they put the property up for public auction. The bidding started at about $26,100. I was in the right place, the right time. I and I wasn't even looking to buy it. You see, sometimes you just you stump. Now I'm teaching you a methodical process how to do this step by step. But even me, I'll get surprised. You know, I thought that that commercial lot would sell for about a hundred and forty thousand at public auction. So I see the countdown timer going. It's online, and I see nobody bidding. So I say, you know what? I wasn't looking to buy that property, but look at this amazing spread. And I actually got that property for less than $27,000. They owed over $260,000. They were trying to sell it for $400,000. But when it ultimately went to public auction, I was in the right place, the right time, and I acquired that property for under $27,000. Is that a public auction or is that through an auction uh, sponsored by the bank itself? No. So, you know, you see a lot of these gimmicks out there. You see a lot of these uh, secondary auction sites claiming that this is a an auction. You know, I skip all of those. I only go to the actual county auctions. So this way you're cutting out the middleman. You're only buying the property direct. So what happens is the bank hasn't been paid. They, they let the county know because the county facilitates these auctions. They let them know that they want to put it up for auction. It goes through the whole process. They do the service. You know, everyone's been served. And now when I get involved is when the property is actually being sold, meaning title transferred to me through this auction process. So to answer your question, I do not deal with all these secondary 
auctions where it's banks where they kind of use the gimmick that, oh, we're going to auction this property. No, it's, it's that bank doing the auction. And so what I don't understand here is why the bank needs to involve the county in something like that. This is a so-called REO, real estate owned by bank, on which they foreclosed, basically, or they did a short sale. Basically, they're not getting their mortgage paid. So why don't they not auction that directly to the public? Why does the bank have to go through the, the, uh, the county to, to auction and sell it off? That's a great question. So uh, let me clarify that. So what you're referring to, so every single property, when it's foreclosed, it must go through public auction, meaning it has to be advert. It has to go through a public auction, which is facilitated by the county. Now, if nobody bids on that property, now the bank takes possession of that property, meaning now it gets, so let's use that same lot as an example. The bank could have said, uh, you know, our minimum bid on this property is the amount we're owed, the 260000 Now, if nobody bids on that property, now the bank can do whatever they want. They hire a realtor. They can conduct their own auction. But before any of that can happen, so in order for the, the type of auction you're talking about, for the bank to conduct it or for them to hire a realtor, it must first go through public auction. I if see. nobody bids... So I only deal with those public auctions. And then if, if – so it, what I'm saying is when you see it, the bank auctioning it or a, bank, a realtor selling it, the only reason they're selling it is because someone like me or one of my students did not bid on it when it was so, going to So that, to that happens auction. frequently that things are put up on auction and nobody bids on them. So then it would go back to the bank as an REO, real estate owned by bank. And then they they can charge higher. That that in your example, the twenty six thousand dollar price was that set by the bank. I mean, it seems like incredibly low for a property that was worth that they were trying to sell for four hundred thousand or so. Well, yeah, and and that's what uh, that uh, you know that's like a really unknown loophole is that see every bank and it doesn't matter the quality of the property or how nice the property is or what it's worth. You know, every bank. And their internal books, they have different criteria. Sometimes they just want to, they want out of the property. They don't want to deal with it. They put it up for public auction and they do get to determine what the minimum bid would be because mm-hmm. the, the judgment amount is over 200000 But in this case, and this happens quite often, the bank just wants out. They'll so take they're, the they're highest bid. The, loss. They're, they're, the bank is, they loaned 260000 or so. They're owed way more than that because of the back interest. But they're willing to take the loss and only get twenty six thousand for it. Is basically what you're saying. Yeah, because they're somewhat taking a gamble. Because if the bank says, "Hey, listen, we're starting this auction. It's a pure auction. We're starting it at a hundred dollars with no reserve." What they're banking on is that they'll get enough eyeballs on that auction, and and it's a gamble on their part. But kind of, it's not because you know some banks just want out of a property. So it doesn't mean that the property is distressed. You know, with this same exact technique, I've bought brand new properties that have never been lived in that are actually brand new. But the bank sees a lot of the – and people have heard this in the past. What has happened is, you know, when we were really going through the real estate crash, a lot of the banks, they didn't want to sell these properties because on their books, they were showing an asset in that example of 260000 If they realize that they're taking a loss, which hurts their profits. Exactly. Yeah. And when the economy was really struggling, a lot of the banks were really reluctant to do that because now on their books, they're not showing a $260,000 asset. 
So uh, when you see the assets of a lot of these banks, they're super overinflated because the bank is claiming that that's a $260,000 asset. And in reality, when I bid on it and I'm the winner, now they have to realize that $230,000 loss. Right. So that's why a lot of these banks just held on because they could not realize that loss. But, but, but now, it, now it's better. Now that things are better, they're willing to take these losses and get these off their books. Is that what you're saying? That's right. And just clean up their books. And you know now they're a little bit tighter on lending criteria. You know They're trying to do things the right way now, but there's so much pent up. See, when people, people tell me the foreclosure market's dead, what they're not realizing is that there's so much pent up. It's still on their books. There's so many properties that are still on the bank's books that aren't n- worth nearly what they're showing as the asset value. So now I've noticed so many of these properties that I'm buying. And, you know, that was a that's not an extreme example because it's land and you'll see that quite often. But, you know, there's another great example. You know, the uh, there was a great property that it was brand new and it was they built it brand new, a builder. And the builder went belly up, and they were trying to sell it for two ninety nine, then two fifty nine, then two thirty nine, then two twenty nine. Eventually, the bank foreclosed on them, and I bought that property for sixty five thousand, brand yeah. new, never lived in. And then I just did an immediate quick flip because my money was made on the buy. So when I resell that property for one ten, I'm still selling it way under market value. But I get to make a nice profit because most banks are not in the real estate business. And you, you never saw it. You, you never visit any of these properties in person then? No. Well, it, it depends on the area. You know, there's some areas where, I'm, where I really buy a lot of properties and I have local people on the ground. I don't physically inspect them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, let me just give you another real quick example because there's kind of two ways to do this. Uh, there's an area, you know, Phoenix, Arizona, just out of Phoenix. Uh, it makes it really, really easy for me to purchase remotely because, uh, you know, as an example, this builder was Shea Homes. So this builder, Shea Homes, built the property and an investor purchased that property. They went belly up. And what happened was, for me, it's really easy for me to comp a property when, when a builder goes in and only builds six models because I can go exact square footage, exact elevation. I can see what they're selling for that exact model. So when it goes through auction and it was built in the last six, seven years, I can purchase that property sight unseen, knowing that it was built in the last six, seven years. You know, the roof is good. You know, the windows are good. You know, the plumbing, the electric, for the most part, you're virtually guaranteed that that, that those mechanics are good. So I'll bid on that property factoring in that I need to put new carpet, new paint, cosmetics. So I'll bid, I'll make my bid price accordingly. And, you know, what I do is I bid it so far under market value that I'm factoring in doing landscaping, paint, You get some local people uh, to to fix it up once you've bought it. You you have a a staff of people that does that. Well, it's not even a staff because... Uh, that's part of my system where I show you how do you find the very best contractors, people locally, you know, and, and I'll tell you, honestly, you know, I bought about six properties in the Phoenix area before I ever even went there. And the way I was able to do that is because you can comp it systematically, basically scientifically, because you could see what does that model sell for? 
And as long as I have such a big spread that it's nearly impossible for me to lose, I'll just lowball it. I'll put in a lowball bid, and it's a numbers game. You know, I, I really only have about a 10% success rate bidding to actually winning. But you cast your net so wide that that 10% turns into quite a sizable amount of properties that you can purchase just by lowballing and doing it really, really conservatively. So how many bids are you putting out like per month, just roughly? Well, there. Uh, so that definitely varies. You know, uh, let me tell you uh, just a couple real life examples. You know, there there was an auction that I just did with a group of students, and because it was a tax sale, there was three thousand properties being auctioned over a three day period. And that area, they only do the auctions once a year. And this is what I teach my students. We show up at the auction and. It was great because there was about 800 people in the room bidding on about 3,000 properties. So what happened was there were so many properties that didn't even get bid on. It's simple supply and demand. So when you actually take the time to do a little bit of research, which is 90% online, you're able to score some amazing deals. You know, one of my students, because nobody bid and he, he was there with me. And we did this live. I took a, a select group of my graduates and I brought them to this yearly auction. This, this just happened. And all my students, every single one bought property. So let me clarify that. My students bought more properties than the number of students that I actually had. So everybody did well. There Very were good. properties that went $10,000, $12,000 that were worth seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 only because so many of them were auctioned in such a short period of time. And because it was a live auction, there just wasn't enough bidders in the room. So properties didn't even sell. Okay. And they didn't sell just for taxes. Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Mike Gazzola. He's the founder of Real Estate Investing That Works. You can find out more about him at his website, uh, which is teachmemike.com. We'll be back after this. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. If you are a beginning or aspiring entrepreneur, have you thought about a coach or mentor? For instance, think about sports figures who have successfully become entrepreneurs and leaders in business. They started out with a coach in their respective sport, and many work with a coach today to help them continue to achieve their goals. Listen for ESCN with host Michael Dawson and co-host Angelia Hobson and Diane Daniels. Tune in Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, and 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business and rebroadcasts on Voice America Sports. Great leaders today have certain capabilities that set them apart. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. 
Now you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership, hosted by Kate Ebner, is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these stories and concepts every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Mike Gazzola. He's the founder of Real Estate Investing That Works. His website, teachmemike.com. So, Mike, you were telling us about uh, this auction. There were so many properties for sale that there were a lot of them had no bids at all. When you're buying a property, and you know there's 3,000 of them being sold, how do you know in advance what you're going to be able to sell it for and who you can sell it to? Well, so in that particular example, what I did is I did a six-day training. So what I did with my students, because the auction was three days long, meaning so for three of the six days, we had to physically attend, and it's only once a year. So my students, if they... Some of them were entrepreneurs. Some of them worked regular jobs, but they just took that time off of work. And we spent three days prior to the auction inspecting about 200 of them of the properties that were available. So you expect them before the auction. You take a look at them before the auction. That's right. And then with the power of the internet, we determine exactly what they're worth. We determine how much work are we going to have to do. And we make a calculated bid, a maximum bid, based on what we're willing to spend. And a lot of us, you know, there was one property uh, that, you know, when when I take students to the auction, I don't bid against them because that would be kind of a conflict of interest. So my students, you know, one of my students, and uh, this happened with all of them, but let's use one example at a time. You know, his maximum bid was 23,000. We determined it needed about 15,000 worth of work. So that would have put him at 48,000. And the property conservatively on a quick flip was worth about 70. Retail would have been about 90. And what happened was because he was there and there was so many properties being bid, it happens one a minute. So sometimes you just steal the property. He bid 10300 He was bidding it up. Everyone else dropped their paddle. He got that property for $10,300. He was willing to pay more than double that. So now his profit margin just went up that much more. But, but it's all it, about doing the research. Yeah, before you go to the auction, you have to know what the properties are, what they're worth, what you're willing to bid for them, and that kind of thing, correct? In that particular example, yes. Because that's once a year, it makes yeah. sense to spend the time, physically go there, let me mentor them. And you know what? Every single student that attended with me, next year they don't need me. They understand the process. They know what to do. But what happens every single day is online auctions, and the same exact techniques hold true. You're able to know exactly what it's worth, all by doing these simple techniques that I teach you. You go online, you follow step one through step five, you're ready to... Now, the one thing I can't teach you is how much money do you want to make? You know, some of my investors are really conservative, and some are really aggressive, So some people, if they see a brand new house in excellent condition, they may be happy to buy that property and only make 20% profit. 
Me personally, I don't want to buy it unless I'm going to make at least 40% profit. Some investors, they, they just want to find one diamond in the rough. So it all depends. I can't tell you how much money you want to make on a property, but I'll give you a clear, concise path to show you how do you calculate each one of these different things. I'll have people out to the property telling me, hey, the roof is great. The windows are good. It's going to need brand new painting. It's going to need landscaping. It's going to need new flooring. I'm able to do all of these things prior to bidding, and it's all free. The power of the internet now, you're able to find the very best people, the hungriest people in every single area, and you're able to get multiple quotes, and you're able to do this so you have all your ammunition prior to bidding. Understand what are the taxes? How much am I going to have to pay every year in taxes? Understand the exact exact process. This way, your chances of a failure go way, way down. You know, so, so you're people, only flipping. Is that correct? You're not holding on to these properties and renting them out. Is that correct? Well, about the first uh, maybe 50, 60 properties that I invested in, I just flipped them right away because I was looking to build uh, my actual bankroll. I was looking to build it up. But some people, and, and now I'm in that position, that I like to hold some of them. So I have right now about 35 properties. And I love rental income. And be, but I, I wasn't in that position in the beginning. In the beginning, I had to flip properties just to build up my bankroll to allow me to invest in more and nicer properties. But now, now say, I'm able to rent them out. Rent them out. One of the things you're saying is you can do this tax-free if you do this inside an IRA or Roth IRA. How does that work? Yeah, so – uh, what I do on personally, so while I was building and while I was, I was gaining my bankroll, you know, that job that I was working when I found that very first property, that job I was working, I had a 401k with the company. And because I was there for about four years, I had built up about $50,000 in that 401k. So what I had done was it just sat for a couple of years, just like a lot of the listeners. They probably have 401ks that are sitting there right now from previous employers. What you're able to do, and I'll share with you, you know, I have nothing to gain. I, I don't endorse this company. I'm just telling you it's who I use. We have no joint venture or anything, but equity trust company, you're able to roll over a 401k into a self-directed IRA. What that means is those funds roll into the IRA and you're able to invest in auctions and land and, and, and uh, retail sales, short sales, Whatever you want, you're able to use that self-directed IRA, and I'll use I'll, I'll use a, a really quick example. You know, when I first rolled over that fifty thousand dollars, I was thinking, you know what, I'm gonna get the very best deal in the next month, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna buy that in my self-directed IRA. So I found a really nice place. It needed a couple thousand in repairs, but I bought it in upstate New York for thirteen thousand. So what happened was. I rolled over that whole 50000 from my previous employer, which was just sitting, and it was actually losing money because there was other people that were investing those funds in stocks and bonds, and you know that is not my expertise. Real estate has become my expertise. So what I did is I bought that very first property for 13000 in my IRA. So what happened was my balance goes from fifty down to 37000 because thirteen just left my IRA. Now, what happens is any repairs, any fees associated 
with that property come right out of the IRA. So you're not physically writing a check. Now, when I sold that property for over $50,000, now all $50,000 goes right back into the IRA tax-free. So now your account suddenly nearly doubles and you do it over and over again. And that's how right now in my 30s, I have a seven-figure IRA, all from that originally $50,000. You have to do it in cash. You cannot borrow. You cannot take out a mortgage inside your IRA to to purchase a property, correct? No, you actually can. They do allow uh, self-directed IRA lending. It's just not something that I believe in because say you only had 15000 Say you only had $2,000 in that 401k or in that IRA. Maybe it's sitting with one of the big banks. It's been sitting there for years. You could you could borrow if you wanted to. But if it was me, you know, I'm not a financial advisor or anything like that, but I'll tell you what I would do. I would take that $2,000 and I would buy one of these lots and I would turn it from two to five. Now five goes right back into that self-directed IRA. Now I take those funds, reinvest. Maybe I buy two more lots. Do that again, do that again, and now start moving on to more expensive properties. And what happens is you buy it, the funds go direct. So they call it an arm's length transaction. So it's not you withdrawing the funds from the IRA and paying it. The funds get paid directly from the IRA, directly to the auction house, the county, whatever you're, whatever method you're using to purchase that property, the funds go direct. Mm-hmm. And then when you resell that property, the funds go right back into the IRA without paying any income tax, without paying any penalties. And now your account balance grows. You if you, if you were to do this outside an IRA, all of the profits would be uh, regular income to you, not capital gains because you're holding these properties for less than a year, Correct. That's right. So, and, and that's a whole nother subject, but you could buy it in your own name. I use, I do it in a corporate, I do it as corporations. I have several, several corporations. I have my self-directed IRA. So what happens is traditionally, if you're not using your IRA, what happens is you get taxed as ordinary income. So if you're just starting out, that's a huge hit on your nest egg. So a lot of people, they think, you know, a lot of my students, they've told me, Mike, I don't have any money to invest. And then we find out that they do have an old IRA or an old 401k that's just been sitting there for years. And let that be your start. If that has to be your start, let that be your start because now you're building for your retirement. Very good. Okay. Um, So once you buy something, whether it be a lot or a property of some kind, um, you're valuing it. What is the process of selling it if you do not use a realtor? So some of the properties, it's great to use a realtor, but a lot of them, it's not. It doesn't really make sense, you know. So I'll give you the the quick version. So when I sell a property and I want to sell it online, I want to reach a worldwide audience because think of simple economics, supply and demand. If if you're bidding at an auction and you only have 10 competitors, of course you're going to get that property much cheaper than if you had 3,000 competitors, right? Because it's simple supply and demand. You know, there's less people bidding against you when you buy, but now when you go to sell, now you want to blast that out to an international market, not just a national market. And and that's what I show you how to do step by step. You You may know nothing about how to do anything online, and that's why I show you and I physically 
screen capture it. We do it right online, right together. I show you how to build it, how to advertise it. And, you know, I'll give you one example. There's a site called Bid for Assets. And Bid for Assets, what that is, is many of the properties. You know, I think I've done about 600 auctions on the retail side through Bid for Assets. And Bid for Assets is the same company that the U.S. Marshal Service. So when the Marshal Service seizes a yacht from a drug dealer, let's just say as an example, they'll auction it on this site to a retail market. I see. And I do the exact same thing. So I'm the number one private seller. So I don't beat out the Marshal Service. But as an individual, I've sold more millions of dollars. I've sold over $6 million dollars worth of property on this one website called bid for assets. And what you do is you make a simple listing describing it. And that might seem difficult, but if I show you step-by-step, you'll be amazed how easy it is. You post it, people bid, you make your money. It goes right back into either your bank account or the IRA and you move on to the next deal. But online is amazing right now. We have to take a break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Mike Gazzola founder of Real Estate Investing That Works. His website to teach you all these techniques is teachmemike.com. We'll be back after this. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for The Second Stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Where is the best place to put your money? Rick Saylor with co-host Eric Hamburg will take the mystery out of investing in order to keep your hard-earned wealth performing and protecting to its maximum potential. Listen for Straight Talk, Clear Decisions, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Mike Gazzola. He's the founder of Real Estate Investing That Works. His website, teachmemike.com. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Yeah, thank you. So do you do this for other people if they don't want to get involved in actually buying and selling properties? Will you take capital from people and actually do the process and share the profits with them? I will not because the the reason why is, and I've had offers. I've had multimillionaires that say, Mike, let me just give you this money and let you invest it and let's share the profits. And, you know, honestly, that doesn't, and it might sound selfish, but that doesn't make sense for me because if I don't need your money, and you're not bringing any, any expertise to the table, why would I want to share any profit with you? So I've had amazing offers, but I just won't do it. I'd much rather spend my time teaching somebody who has the desire, 
who has the will and who wants to do this. I'd rather spend that time teaching somebody, changing their life and allowing this to do them for this for their families, for themselves. And so I, I won't do this for I won't okay. do this for capital, you know. <laughs> okay. So that might sound crazy because that's what most real estate people are looking to build funds and they want other people to use their money. Not me. I, I've had tremendous success and my students have. So I would much rather, if you're starting off small, show you how to do that for yourself. Tell us about your courses and uh, the, the uh, online courses, the in-person courses, and how much they cost. Okay, so you know the, the students that have trained with me live and they attend my boot camps, you know, this is only on an application basis. So I have a complete DVD system where it shows you everything step by step. And, you know, you, you can't just buy your way in. So it's not a matter of cost, but the students that have had success and they apply to be mentored by me personally. So if you're able to go through the course and, and you're, a, you're a self-motivator and you're, you have the desire, you can go through the DVD course and then you can apply for my boot camps, which is me training live because I only take small groups at a time. And every student that has paid me, so once you're, you've applied and once you've been accepted and you've had success, that's the key, then it's $15,000 and you spend five days with me live. Usually there's a bonus day, which makes six. And you know what? I've never had a single complaint. I've never, I have hundreds and hundreds of hours of testimonials, actual case studies, people that have implemented my process, had tremendous success. And that's why it's an application only basis. Now, if you want the discs and you want to learn this process, I've always only sold them $3,000. And that's it because you get a year of support, meaning every single week you get a brand new video. I'm showing you all the latest, the greatest, the new areas. It's 3000 I never had a complaint, but right now, just for your listeners, and it's not a gimmick, it's just I have a, a small number of spots. You see, every year when my spots fill up, we're going into the new year. When, when my spots fill up, I don't take on any new investors because most of my time is dedicated to actually implementing my own process. So, so how many investors really small are you group. dealing with? How many students do you deal with, say, in a year, roughly? So if the, the ones that are personally mentored by me, I take no more than 100. And, and this year, I had to stop in the summer. So I couldn't take on any new people because if I go over 100 that are personally mentored by me, then I wouldn't be able to give adequate support to those that have already invested. You see, to me, it, it really is about impacting people's lives. Because I can always make money by being a real estate investor. I just have a passion for transferring this and watching them grow and change them, their lives. So I limit that at 100 every single year. And I won't, I won't build that up. I mean, a lot of these real estate mentors, they'll have coaches. They'll pay some guy $10 an hour to be your coach. I don't do that. I have a full staff, but every single student is mentored by me. I don't hire coaches. I don't you know, pass the buck to somebody else. If you're with me, you only get mentored by me. Now I've, I've sold hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of my, uh, my DVD boxes. And you know what? The only reason that you wouldn't succeed is that you don't implement, you know, my system doesn't work. If you just leave it on your shelf, you know, you gotta, you gotta really have the desire. And that's why right now the discs, they're, 
I only have a few left because I'm moving towards a membership site where you'll get a login and I interact with you face to face personally. I do Skype consults, but the discs right now are nine ninety seven, and the only way you can get those too is also through an interview process because. I don't want to work with. That's why when you Google me, I don't have negative results. I don't have failures. If you want to work with me, it's a it's an interview process. It's an application process. And, and that would be again through teachmemike.com, correct? That's right. And if you click the get started now, then there's an application. You fill it out, either me, and yes, it's either me or my senior executive within the company will call you. One of us will call you for sure. We go through it. We just make sure you're the right fit because I don't want you to get started if you're not in the right mindset, if you, if you think that this is a get-rich-quick. It doesn't work like that. You know That's how other real estate guys advertise it, but real estate is not a get-rich-quick. It okay, takes so it, a process. In about a minute we have left, just kind of tell people a difference it would make in their lives if they implement your system correctly and accurately as opposed to not doing it. It would make all the difference. I mean, if you're looking to get out of the rat race, you might be successful at work, just like I was. I was making a good salary, but you may be looking for more. You know, you want more time with your family. You want to be able to to send your kids to the best schools. By the way, that's one of the things I teach you is how to pay for all your entire kids' education, kindergarten through college, by using real estate and paying for it tax-free. My kids, they're five years old, seven years old. They have couple hundred thousand dollars and every month they get five thousand dollars in rental income pays for all their schooling i'll never invest a dollar and all my kids education is paid tax-free so if you're looking to retire if you're looking to pay your kids education for your health care just be able to take that vacation i'll show you how to do this in a systematic way that i take you step by step and you'll be personally mentored by me great Okay, well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Mike Gazzola. He's the founder of Real Estate Investing That Works. You can find out more about all the techniques he talked about at his website, teachmemike.com. Thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show, Mike. It was a pleasure, and I'd be happy to speak to your guests anytime you'd like. Thanks so much, and we'll be back with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.